Welcome to the Teams with Edge podcast with me, your host, Ashley Livingstone. I'm an entrepreneur, leader, passionate community advocate, and at the end of the day, I'm a human being who loves to learn, be creative, and who admittedly makes mistakes along the way. Over the past 18 years, I've worked with a lot of leaders and teams, and while many have thrived, some have faltered or even become well, toxic. And I've realized this is not unique to me. In fact, we've all been there. So I'm on a mission to help leaders become the leaders they want to be, to create a thriving, sustainable culture, which inspires their team and helps them and their businesses succeed. This show will offer insights and interviews with various like-minded leaders who are all inspiring their teams, having those uncomfortable conversations, investing in development, and building a culture of gratitude and value. They're making an impact every day. My goal is to motivate you to think about the type of leader you most desire becoming and inspire you to connect, engage, and develop your teams ultimately showing up for them so they show up for you building intentional conscious leadership we can totally do this all right let's go Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Teams with Edge. Today we're talking to Stephanie Fergiuelli. Stephanie is, did I say that wrong? You got it. Oh, I got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you got it. <laughs> I was giving you the I thumbs thought you were up. Like, no. All right, okay, <laughs> we're, I, we're editing this. All right, I'm gonna, <laughs> all right. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Teams with Edge. Today we're talking to Stephanie Fergiuelli. Stephanie is the owner of Original Jeans, which offers custom-designed hand-painted clothing. It's super cool. Customers can order one-of-a-kind fashions via their website or Instagram, which I will put into the notes um, so everyone can check it out. And essentially, you can choose your own piece from the selection, or you can actually have Stephanie or her team of artists create custom wearable pieces made to your style. In addition to her clothing options, Stephanie offers do-it-yourself paint nights, paint parties, and she's just one of the most creative people that I know. I have met Stephanie when we started doing um, team appreciation and client appreciation events together um, virtually to bring teams and clients together. I am super excited to have you on my show today. Stephanie, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. As soon as I heard Teams with Edge, I was like, let's do this. This is going to be so great to talk about. Yeah, I feel like you would be able to design a pretty cool like logo for me. I should uh, I should enlist your services. <laughs> Pressure's on, but I'm sure I can come up with something. Yeah, so give everyone a little bit of background. Um, you know, the clothing that you do, how did you, how did you start that? And what, what really drove you to start creating art? Yeah, for sure. Firstly, I am so excited to be here and I'm so excited to anyone listening. I hope that whatever you get today is kind of to just find something that inspires you and creates you. That is my goal. Uh, with that said, that's kind of exactly how I started. So I had a nine to five job right out of university. 
that I thought was my dream job. I was so excited when I got it. And then when I was actually in the role, it was super Excel focused, very tedious admin tasks. I mean, again, I was starting from the very bottom at a big corporate company. So that is to be expected. However, I didn't really realize how much I needed to be a little bit more inspired, create a little bit more. I love the marketing side of things. So when I was home at night or on my spare time, I would start painting for fun just to kind of release that creative energy I had built up throughout the week. And one day I decided to paint on a denim jacket. I still don't really know why I painted on a denim jacket, but I did. I must've saw something on Pinterest and my friends loved it. And they said, wow, that's so cool. And um, it was actually my mom who she went out the next day. She's like, this is amazing. You have to do more. You have to sell them. And she went out and bought me 25 the next day. And it's Amazing. such a story. I feel like I don't talk about it enough, but yeah, if you know my mom, it's such a personality. And she put me in a market the following week, completely out of the blue. And I sold a couple and it was just for fun at that point. Again, just to kind of really release that creative energy, have a hobby that was outside of work. And that went on for about four years as I tried to find my career path and went in and out of jobs and tried different fields just because I really wasn't finding myself in the roles that I had. It wasn't until the pandemic that I had lost my most recent job, which was event planning. And I loved, I loved it. I did really like events, but obviously the hospitality industry got hit hard and there was nothing else to turn to, but, you know, kind of fulfilling that dream of mine to turning my jackets full time. And here I am a full year later, hosting paint parties of like 300 people plus painting hundreds of jackets every single day. So it's been, it's been quite a ride, but that's kind of how it all started in a nutshell. Wow. That's amazing. I, I think that in itself is inspiring that, you know, especially, you know, being a younger career person, um, just starting out, being able to recognize that early enough in your life that things weren't jiving, right. You Mm -hmm. didn't feel aligned and you, you know, maybe it was a little bit of a forced hand with the, with the pandemic, but you still knew, right? Like you knew things weren't really vibing for you and you were able to make a change. And now, I don't know, that's exciting. Like it's exciting for me to get to watch where you're going to end up because so many of us don't realize that until much later in our careers and lives. Mm -hmm. And Um, so that's pretty exciting that you have figured it out. I mean, I am trying every day. It's, it's so nice to hear that though. I think that, you know, a lot of people kind of think they choose a career path and they're stuck in it and they can't change. And, you know, I've seen a lot of my friends who I started their careers with like excelling and they're getting promoted and they're getting up there. And part of me is like, wow, like good for you, but it just wasn't my path. And so accepting that and trying to figure out my own thing. Um, and then hearing everyone around me saying, I can't wait to see how far you go is so, is so motivating. So thank you for saying that. Well, and part of, you know, your, your creation, right? So as you're creating your business, um, based out of creativity, you added in the paint nights and, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to, again, I, I'm really sick of the word pivot, but I'm still going to use it it really like triggers me every time set set of words that we don't need to use after I know I know but I'm still going to say it um but you did you were able to shift and offer these paint nights virtually which is kind of a 
unique, fun experience. So how, how has that shift been in bringing these types of events to people online? Yeah, it was something that I did start before the pandemic. I was getting into it just before it hit and I was doing them in person. And I love the energy of when people, you know, thought they thought they can't paint, they can't do it, they're not creative. And then they would end up with these beautiful masterpieces that they did all by themselves. And I love that energy. I love making someone just sit down and try to paint. I think more than ever when the pandemic hit, especially early, early days of lockdown, everyone needed something that was not just staring at a screen on their Zoom call every single day. And so I tried to figure out how can I bring these paint nights virtually? How can I bring them online? And to my surprise, they translated really nicely. You know, there's been a lot of learning along the way, but essentially what I was doing is just starting off with local deliveries uh, within within the city. I would personally go drop off little baggies with paint and, and brushes and get everyone on a Zoom call together. Um, you know, I've since evolved to having really nice boxes and branding and, you know, making them customizable, but it just started just from wanting to spread some, you know, just fun and creativity and something new amongst us all sitting indoors. Yeah. Well, and I've personally participated in mm -hmm. your paint nights and was definitely one of those people who um, has zero artistic mm -hmm. talent. So I was not dreading it. That's definitely not the word. I was nervous about my performance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And everyone. Um, is yeah. yeah. But it was so much fun. So, you know, I'm already, you know, a believer in doing things, you know, bringing people together, even if I guess at this point, you still have to bring people together online. Mm -hmm. I think that there is so much merit to it. So I'd love to hear from your perspective. Um, you know, how has that translated online? Because I hear often Zoom fatigue. I hear all of these, I'm going to just say excuses to why people are not getting their teams together or why they're not bringing their clients together. And it's, you know, oh, it's not the same as in person or there's Zoom fatigue or people don't want to do things online. But in my experience, when you actually start to do it, they do. So yeah. I'd love to hear your perspective on that. Zoom fatigue is such a, another one of those terms that I hope we never hear again, but it's definitely real right now. Um, I think what people need to realize is that having an activity on Zoom is so much different than just all hopping on a call and trying to force conversation one. Um, I actually think... I really like the way that we turned it virtual. There's so many pros to it just because you, it eliminates that, um, that need for people to feel like they need to talk when you're doing an activity behind the screen, you can literally just do your activity behind the screen. If you don't want to be social, you don't have to be, but yet you're still present. So you're actually catering to two types of personalities, which I think is really great. Um, on this, the next point is that you can also bring more people together. So if you were doing a local team lunch, again, that forced conversation, uh, you know, sometimes not everyone's super social, but now you're bringing in people who are all across Canada and the US together on one call. Whereas when you did in-person events, you couldn't do that, or you had to fly people in and it would cost companies hundreds and hundreds of dollars for that one event, right? So there's so many benefits in that sense. Um, but when it comes to the virtual screen, I mean, Yes, you are on the screen and maybe you're tired of logging on, but once you start painting, you're just using the materials in front of you. The screen is just there so you can hear the instructor. You're really not 
doing anything else but you know using your hands and your own eyes like touching the material that's right in front of you so i think that um until you experience it you really don't understand that it really does translate well over the screen yeah and i think that's such a you know interesting and you make some really valid points that you know i've been saying as well as we're zoom fatigued of meetings right mm-hmm. we're, meetings. we're meeting that's fatigued meeting. yes that's, um, that's what it is and we were before the pandemic right people yes. were already tired mm-hmm. you know like death by meeting and meeting after meeting after meeting um could have been an email (laughs) exactly like all of those things still rank true so what i think a lot of leaders need to hear is that when you're doing something that's bringing your team together in a fun engaging way or your clients together in a fun engaging way it's worth it to do it online if you can't do it in person and the accessibility, like, like Stephanie said, of being able to go across Canada, across Ontario, across the country, um, or even internationally, I think that that's a really valid um, point that even after when we're able to do things in person, this is still going to be an option. I think so, for, for sure. You know, I've been working with yourself and other event planners and at the beginning, I think we're like, oh, we're just going to let it pass where people's not going to do anything virtual. And then it was like, no, people are going to start doing things virtual. And I thought this year for sure, now that restaurants are opened up and vaccinations rolling out, I was like, oh, I don't think Zoom's going to stick around, but it really is. I don't think it's going to go away um, for, a, I think it's going to be a hybrid for going forward forever. Um, I just think there's so many benefits and being in person, but also being online that it's hard to really make them into like interchangeable at this point. Yeah, I I totally agree as well. So, you know, for any leaders out there um, who haven't done something for their team or are unsure of how to do it, I think that this is just like another reminder to you that it is totally possible. And, and it's a lot of fun. So Stephanie, when you bring groups together, mm-hmm. what are I guess, what are the hesitations that people have, but then what do you see after they've created the, the work? So um, kind of exactly what you said, it's not really dreading it, but you really see the people that are super nervous. They'll tell you, they'll be like, oh my God, this is going to be so bad. It's going to be terrible. And I have to reassure them, like, first off, it's about the process. Like, let's not even think about what the final result's going to be. Let's talk about and, and have fun in the journey to get to getting there. And I always tell people, you know, this is what my painting looked like, but this is because I personally painted it. Yours is going to be slightly different. So setting that expectation right at the beginning of the call definitely helps them. I think, you know, people always are just focusing on the ending and the perfectionism at the end. Um, but once they actually start doing it, it's every single time without fail, someone pops up or they write in the chat, wow, this is so relaxing. Wow. I actually really like this. Like, oh my God, now I have extra paint. I'm going to paint again the mood changes entirely every single time. Um, So it's, it's so nice to see. And that's exactly that specific feeling I was talking about earlier that I love achieving just because I don't think we sit down and do anything creative as much as we should these days. So it's nice to see at the beginning, people are hesitant, but by the end of it, they're in love. So what do you think it is about that creative process that really brings people together? 
I think it's, um, I mean, just from like a high level, first off, you might not know you have creative people on your team. So which is always really surprising and just fun to see that what other people like to do. I, I see a lot of conversations happening like, wow, I had no idea you, you liked this. And then people showing off other artwork they did in their house. And then it starts turning into conversations that, you know, I also like doing this. These are my other hobbies. Um, one of my favorite questions I like asking is, you know, not just painting, but what other creative hobbies have you picked up again during quarantine? And people's answers are so surprising. And then teams start like talking to each other, like, wow, I had no idea you did that. So without even really trying, you already started making these connections and learning more about your team members, um, just from a simple, like the introduction of a five minute call. Um, and then, you know, for the sales teams that I do, that competitive nature really comes out as well. It's like, oh, mine's going to be the best, you know, mine's going to be the best. And I've actually had some people have me like rate theirs and pick my favorite at the end of the call. And it's all fun. No one's really taking it seriously, but it just really gives that drive and that, you know, that energy that you, you might not have in those everyday meetings. Right. Mm -hmm. So it gives that element of like competition, friendly competition, of course. And then also just, you know, finding similarities in your coworkers or just finding new interesting facts about them. Yeah. I also think too, you know, it kind of seems to me like it levels the playing field a little bit that you all go into this, this experience together, maybe a bit unsure. Um, but there's no, there's no roles people have to play. In yeah. This. You know what? That's so funny. Cause you have the CEO on the call with your entry level admin assistant and you're doing the exact same thing, no skills, the same kits in front of you. And yeah, a leveling the playing field is so accurate. And I think it kind of humbles everyone and like gives that like element of humanity back to just everyone kind of, you know, we're all people, we're all going through this pandemic together, whether you're the CEO or someone brand new to the company. Yeah. And even if, you know, even when this pandemic or once we're through on the other side, the benefits, like what benefits do you see for teams doing this as an ongoing? I know you've, you've mentioned that you're starting to do um, ongoing workshops with certain mm -hmm. teams as a bit of a, uh, a course almost. How is yeah. that shaping up? So it's been really great. Um, you know, once we do the first painting party, it usually starts with that, but people love that energy of creating something. And, you know, you might want to try something new. You might be hesitant to try painting in the, in the first place, but then you go on and you want to keep going. So what I've noticed a lot with teams is that they're actually expanding into, other creative workshops and making them more of a series. So they find the benefits of working with each other so great and so fun and engaging that they wanna keep going, but using different activities week over week. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually working with companies who wanna do a series. It's gonna be a three week one uh, leading up to Christmas um, where each week I'll bring a new activity to their team members. And they always have that little break um, that they can come to me during the day and come in groups. And we'll be, uh, we'll be working together in these similar workshops, but not just painting. That's amazing. So, so what is it that you think the true difference is between say going out for drinks together or having lunch together as a team versus engaging in some sort of creative experience? I think, um, when you go out for lunch and, you know, I can speak to this because I have worked in corporate. Um, so I've seen it firsthand. I think when you're sitting at a table with nothing else in front of you, you're going to talk about 
work and you're not going to build that authentic relationship. It's going to be the exact same thing. You essentially transferred from the office. You're essentially having a meeting, speaking of meetings, um, at the, at the lunch table, right? As soon as you bring an activity, it's no longer specifically about work. Like, yeah, it might come out up here and there as you go in between, like you're letting the paint dry, but I think it just creates a whole different element of stripping that like work identity to the people identity. And then that connection and that bond is just so much stronger between everyone. Yeah. I think that's, you said that, you know, so well that it really is, it, yeah, it really gets you to focus in on the activity and it almost gets you out of your, your thinking brain, right? Because now you're, you're doing something and, um, you know, yeah. it's individual, but still together. And I think what a lot of people miss is that it's super refreshing. Um, like, I think everyone's brains need that break. You don't, you won't need to talk about work 24 seven or else you'll never be productive. Right. I find some of my, you know, especially as an artist, sometimes I'll have creative blocks or, um, stuff like that. And I feel like I don't have time to kind of paint for myself, but when I kind of separate myself from my work, go for a walk, do something different. I mean, I'm painting all the time. So my break is not painting, but I'll come back so refreshed and ready to tackle my work again. Versus if I went somewhere else and started painting, I, I'm not getting that break. It's a different change of scenery, but I'm not getting that break. And so I think that um, is what's really different about this is that people feel refreshed and ready to do, to do work again because they had a genuine relaxing break. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. So it kind of leads me into what else can leaders do or what other ways can leaders spark creativity in their teams? So definitely, you know, the paint um, experiences and creating, but what else um, have you seen be successful? Yeah, I think anything that, you know, challenges your mind in, in a different way. I know you might just think it's painting and maybe it's easy or some people do think it's difficult, but the part that is um, unique about it is that you are still using your brain. It's just in the more creative side, right? So I've seen a lot of um, like almost I almost like escape rooms and sorry not almost escape rooms like escape rooms but I'm thinking like little mini, mini team challenges mm -hmm. that you know you're doing these small little tasks like minute to win it games that are super fun but you have to critically think in that little one minute period and you're working with your team member on something not work related but yet you're still getting that bond with one another uh, seeing how each other works. And again, you have that element where you might be working with a CEO, but also that entry-level assistant. So um, those games, like the escape rooms, I've seen a lot of trivia uh, with, uh, among teams, um, a lot of the minute to win it games where you're kind of doing like little um, challenges or what's the word I'm thinking of, but like scavenger hunts and yeah. tasks. Yeah. yeah like, like a puzzle. So um, that's another thing that I've seen has been uh, really nice to get that creative creativity sparking. That's not necessarily fine arts. Yeah. And it's not necessarily, you know, work related. I think that that's one of the big messages that we want to get across is you can do this with your team and it's going to actually improve work yeah. productivity and creativity but it's not a work thing, right? You're not asking everyone to paint the logo of the business. <laughs> I mean, some people do, and that's, you know, that's, that's fine too, but I kind of do always stray away from it because I want you to look up at your painting and not be reminded of work. I want you to remember that 
hour that you had that was so nice and relaxing um, because you painted this and it was like completely your own challenge and um, you had fun doing it. So I think there's such a, just a huge benefit of taking that break and it's still, still team building, even though it's not directly related to the team. Yeah. And you and I had chatted because we're both very creative people. You're like actually creative and I just like to come up with lots of ideas. Um, Hands on, but um, it's all the same. Yeah. So, you know, we've even talked about leaders being able to create or give their team coloring books, right? So adult coloring books became all the rage a little while ago and it's actually, I, I don't really, again, I have artistic talent, but I have a coloring book beside my bed and a set of um, pencil crayons that go with it. And when I really am struggling to sleep or I need to focus, or I actually need to reset my brain, um, coloring is one of those go-tos for me that um, I like to have. And I think if leaders you know, gave out some coloring books or had them available in the office or delivered them home, like whatever it is, um, fostering and encouraging your team to be creative and take breaks. I like the coloring books a lot. Um, You know, when it comes to painting and being creative, what adults struggle with is that initial idea. And so that almost causes them the stress when you have an instructor like myself there, like telling you step-by-step how to paint, that's when people can kind of relax because they're being told what to do. When someone's not there like myself, the coloring books help because they have to just color the already stenciled out picture, right? So it really, really encourages that, that creativity and actual break because there's no thinking there. It's just coloring and following the lines and making it beautiful, but it's, it's like handed to you. And I think that's the nicest part that you don't need to think about it. It's kind of like when you go um, to the gym and, you know, a lot of people always say, I like going to classes because you don't have to think it's the exact same thing. Yeah. When you have to come up with your own workout, workout, mind or body. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah, exactly. And you don't give it your all. Right. Well, maybe some people do. I'm speaking myself first (laughs) when I'm thinking like, Oh, I, you know, if somebody's not telling me to do, 10 reps um it's much easier for me to do four (laughs) yeah no one's gonna know right but if you're on a call with people who's all really putting their heart and soul into this painting and you want to be up there with your teammates Mm -hmm. you're gonna focus and you're gonna have fun doing it at the end so so what's next for you as we start to you know here so we're recording this in october 2021 and things are you know, in Ontario starting to reopen, um, teams are coming back into the office in some cases, um, some aren't, but things are starting to open and opportunities for in-person are showing up again. What, what's next for you and the work that you're doing with teams? Yeah. So I think we touched a lot on talking about, you know, a lot of Christmas parties, for example, or team buildings would just be going out for lunch. What I've also noticed as things start opening up is that that workshop element that we all built virtually is showing up in person as well. So beforehand, it wasn't as common to have a paint night in your office. But now what I've noticed is that, you know, I'm doing a little bit of a hybrid of I am going in person now and also still doing online. But 
I'm bringing pain kits to people. So again, like no work on the, um, on the company's end, I'm going to show up with all the materials for everyone. And now they can take physical breaks. So away from the computer, it's almost better because they can step away, come into a room and paint with me. And I kind of see that moving forward as the, um, almost like a norm. And I think there was a focus on wellness before the pandemic, but even more than ever. So bringing wellness activities, not just painting to offices is where I really see this going in the next year as we go back in person. Yeah. And it is so important, right? I, I think one of the pieces, and I say this a lot in my podcast and just in talking to people, it's not about checking boxes, right? You can't just say, oh, look, we offered it, check mark. It's about consistency and actually implementing it. Yeah, 100%. You know, I think back to even when I started painting, I could have painted one jacket and put it away. But it was over time, I've seen how I've grown as a person painting and painting and painting. If you saw my first one to my last one, you would see such a drastic difference. But that is anywhere. You can't just meditate once and and be relaxed for the rest of your life. It takes work. It takes, you know, consistency um, and always being mindful that, you know, what do you want to get out of these experiences and how do you continue it throughout the year, not just for one little week of the year? Yeah. And I think, yeah, for our leaders listening, you know, this is a great reminder about that consistency, a great reminder of what is possible to do with your teams and, and the value, right? If you, I guarantee if you ask your team, do you want to do a paint night? they're going to be like, Oh, no, <laughs> they're, they're going to say no. And I think that that's one of the things I hear a lot is, Oh, I don't think we really want to do that. That seems weird. People might not know how to do it. Like you, your list of excuses start to like run up. Mm-hmm. But if you as a leader can really think about what the benefits, the outcome of these types of activities will bring to your team, um, that's your job, right? And then for those that participate on teams who are listening, when you're asked, you know, what you want or how can an employer make your work experience better, you need to, you really need to give valuable feedback to that because not everybody is asked these questions. So I always like to encourage people to take that opportunity to actually answer And if it is having a creative workshops or if it is a yoga room or meditation, just be honest and really give it some thought. Um, You know, don't just say more days off because that's probably not going to always happen for you. It's probably not always going to happen and it doesn't really solve the problem. Your issue is that you're not relaxed and taking time for yourself. So if you have a day off, you're not filling that with something who that's genuinely relaxing you. It's not even going to really do much, right? I mean, obviously people still love the tame off, but again, it might not always be accessible. So do some research, see what other people are doing with their teams and what spikes your interest. Cause most yeah. of the time like, people like yourself and myself, we can even probably pivot the event to tailor to each type of company, right. And what they're, what they're looking for. So being as specific as possible uh, will help achieve um, exactly the event that you're looking for, for your team. Yeah. And remember too, it's about bringing your team together um, rather than having everyone be apart, right? We're trying to find ways to bring people together. So Stephanie, where can people find you 
if they want to learn more about you and the work you do or buy one of those super cool jackets for their the family best. friends yes um the buy for it to look at my pieces, I would definitely check my Instagram. It has everything that I painted. Um, and that's original jeans underscore T O keep in mind jeans is spelled like genetics. So it's original G E N E S underscore T O on Instagram, or you can check out my website, originaljeans.ca to learn more about the paint parties or reach out to me if you are interested in, in hosting one. Yeah. Well, thank you, Stephanie. And I'm sure that you are going to continue to bring such cool experiences to different teams. Um, I know that we have a few coming up as well, so it's going to be great fun. Um, thank you for taking the time to chat with um, my community about how creativity really can fuel teams. Yeah, definitely. I hope to see um, some of the listeners ask questions if you need to as well. And hopefully working with you in, your, in the future, Ashley, so that we can bring these exciting activities to everyone. Right. Thanks, Stephanie. Thank you. What might be holding you back from becoming the leader you know you can be? Whether it's conflicting priorities, time, or maybe you just need a little guidance, there's hope. You can do it. If you're interested in creating a team that thrives, reach out. Let's chat about what we can do together. I'd also love to hear from you about this podcast, about your challenges and successes as a leader. We can learn together how to inspire each other and build the culture we want in our work and ultimately our lives. So connect with me through Instagram. You can find me at Ashley. A-S-H-L-E-E dot Livingstone, L-I-V-I-N-G-S-T-O-N-E, or reach out by email at ashley at ourforte.ca. And remember, there's always two E's at the end of my name.